Today's conversation is with the talented Finn Thormeyer. He is the founder of Project 33, and this is the Talented Human Podcast. Gary V tweeted on Twitter saying, hey, I really need help on YouTube. Please email me. They ended up offering me a job to work as a YouTube analyst on Team Gary. are in control of you. What you learn is not to you. Focusing on reflection for the past couple of years, it's really incredible because you're able to see benchmarks in your own team. know what you want. For me, I was going down the time because I was just afraid of things relatively fast right now is because I was watching. Don't believe in the right business anymore. I totally believe that. Like are you interested in it? Are you passionate about it? Are you excited about it? Have you explored yourself enough to know? Is entrepreneurship something you're cut out for? I am talking today with uh, my friend Finn Thormeyer. He is probably one of my best friends, I would oh, say. Oh, stop it. And, uh, he, um, he should have been on the podcast last season. He should have been on the podcast right at the beginning, but Agreed. I've kind of been saving him for, um, for this season because I kind of wanted to dive into the topic of social media, mental health, and um, I wanted to have it on, a, on the season where it will be a little bit more of a lighter talk and have um, a little bit of diversity. So here he is coming to us from Bremen, Germany. That's right. Uh, welcome to the show, Finn. Thank you for having me. And that's the reason now, huh? You've been that hiding is, the reason from me. I have been hiding the reason from you. Exactly. So, um, yeah, Finn's been like dropping hints left and right. He's like, hey, why are you having me on the podcast? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm happy like, on your podcast. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have pretty well, much everyone in our network on the podcast except for him. So. Yeah, but yeah, no season up. two. Uh, you know, you get a you you're gonna get a cool intro. You you get the whole. Oh wow! Yeah, a little bit of that um, uh, masters of skill uh, type of intro to the show. Nice. Yeah, we got someone working on that, and um, yeah, it'll it'll be kind of like the first test that we do on on the sound thing to you know. I'll be the first test. Well, no, no, this season for the show will be the, oh, the first, um, like the, the intro is going to be for every episode that gets launched in the, in the second season. So, but you know, for like what you hit me up the other day for, um, right. Yeah. So we're we'll doing get, some podcast production. Yeah. We'll get a, a taste of that. And I talked to my friend about it and we're, we're good to go on that end. So cool. Um, so yeah, welcome to the show. That's, uh, thank you for having me. Let's dive in. Um, like I said, I want to, I want to dive in a little bit into the topic of social media. But at first, I kind of want you know most people that are going to listen know who you are. And uh, but you know for those who haven't listened, or, or don't don't know who you are, because I feel, I'm pretty sure you're pretty worldwide at this point. Oh yeah, and, I'm totally worldwide. And uh, me and Will Smith, we're buddies, traveling exactly, around making yeah. content. Exactly. You know, um, um, you advise some of the best in the world. And, <laughs> right. uh, no, but seriously. Um, the little intro. Yeah. Um, gotta like just go a, a little bit about what you've been up to the past um, year or so. Um, mm -hmm. And, and um, when you find yourself today in the social media space. Yeah. Um... I am a random guy from a call in Germany called Bremen. Um, and I guess my journey started when I dropped out of college uh, in Germany like two and a half years ago. 
um, studied physics and philosophy. It's pretty interesting stuff. Um, but I did it for other people's expectation and not for myself. Um, but I didn't really have a clue of what I really wanted to do with my life. Um, so I just, I think pretty much the very first thing that I started when I dropped out of college was to start documenting everything on social media because I knew that whatever I end up deciding to do with my life, that it's going to be worthwhile to just document this kind of journey and decision-making process. And so that's when I started, um, I think it was May 2017, when I started all of my social media accounts, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Um, And I just started talking about, yes. You were a teenager without social media accounts? Yeah, dude, look, I, I was... People might not think that now, but I was the exact opposite. I didn't have an Instagram. I didn't have a Twitter. I didn't have a LinkedIn. I didn't have an anything. I had a Facebook that I never used. And the only other thing that I had was WhatsApp to communicate with friends. And I probably checked messages every three days. So I was the exact opposite of what someone might think. Um, so that's really when I when I started doing this stuff. Um, and, you know, I started talking about, you know, hey, I dropped out of college and I don't know what I want to what I want to do and stuff. And so that was the start. Um, played around a little bit, worked as a fundraiser for charity, did some startup volunteer. At some point, added up going on a walk, realizing that I need to get out of Bremen, which is a relatively small suburban town, to chase some opportunity. So uh, came back from that walk, booked a flight to New York City five days later. Um, I had a flight back ticket a week later that I never, never ended up taking. So I more or less stayed in New York for like six months. And, um, and stuff did happen, you know, like, I grew on social media, um, probably also because there's just more interesting stuff to document when you're in New York. Um, And I met a lot of interesting people. You know, I met you. I met most of my, I would say, close friends I met in New York. Calvin and Tommy and Timo and Lucy and and Gabe and and all of these people. I, I, I created my circle in New York. And the way I did that is basically going to networking events or meetups two or three times a day, every day, basically, for the first couple of months. Um, and, uh, and yes, just started meeting next person after next person. I started running out of money because New York is fucking expensive and I didn't have a job or anything. Um, so that's when the first people, or I was already helping people with Instagram. Then some people were like, you know, I'll help me with my Instagram and I'll give you money. And that was mind blowing. And then the same thing kind of happened with LinkedIn. I started posting videos on LinkedIn as one of the first people, a guy called Quentin Allums, who I actually met on Instagram, um, told me about LinkedIn and was like, hey, you should try this thing out. So I tried it out, started posting on LinkedIn, um, started building an audience there. And um, then kind of like in... <clears throat> let's see, I think in July 2018-ish, kind of back-to-back, two business owners came up to me and said, hey, Finn, I really like what you do on LinkedIn. 
um, can you do that for me too? And I'm going to pay you money. And I was just like, what? My personal branding, <laughs> personal branding is a business with the help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I knew about entrepreneurship as much as I knew about social media when I was getting into it zero. Um, and uh, so I asked a friend in New York who was doing ghostwriting for some people at some point, and we built out an initial kind of offering and how it could look like what we do for people. And that was the beginning of uh, Project 33, which helps um, founders build their, build their personal brand on LinkedIn. And that's still what I'm doing um, for, you know, cash. Um, and uh, yeah, after New York, I wanted to come back to New York. They said no. And uh, I started traveling, went to Bali, met my girlfriend. From there, we lived in Minsk, we lived in Berlin, we lived in Mexico and Peru. And um, so if the last year was really a lot of traveling and living in very different places. Um, also not having a circle really around because if you're traveling, you, you can't really make, make friends constantly. Um, working on Project 33 kind of on my own with a couple of remote contractors that helped me out. Um, and uh and yeah that's it here we are now yeah 2020 um, i know that uh at some point when you were you know uh doing all the traveling you you still documented a lot uh at first when you went to bali you yeah. were still you know daily really heavily, vlog. yeah doing daily vlog and yeah and super active on instagram and yeah and you know just sharing your pretty much everything you were doing and then all of a sudden it was like I can't do this anymore. I'm going to yeah. stop it a little bit. And, yeah. And then why did you make that decision? What was the uh, underlying yeah. thing on, uh, on there? Like when you decided to say, okay, well, I'm not going to stop because maybe this isn't working for me. Was it, was it a personal thing on productivity or was it something where you say, you, I need a, a little bit of a rest myself from? Yeah, I think I think one part is started a little earlier, probably when I went to Bali, which was in December 2018. Yeah, yeah. pretty much a year ago, um, which was when I went from New York, where, you know, met a lot of people and had a lot of calls and a lot of networking and a lot of going out and doing different things to I decided that thought that what I needed to do kind of isolate myself and just work and put my head down and not waste time with meeting new people with scheduling calls with um with going to events with driving somewhere to maybe meet someone for an hour and then drive back I thought like that's just not efficient and productive so let me just kind of remove all of that and just be in my little room in Bali and just work kind of um and that was a i th i think that was a, a a bad decision you just need serendipity you need to meet people you need to network you need to you know sometimes waste some time to maybe run into an opportunity that you just can't plan um and i'm kind of reintroducing that into my life um in the last couple of weeks um but i think so it, it there was always this like you know, the, 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 that I think sparked the initial already mindset that would then um, be like, you know, the daily vlog, 
it's not really growing my business. It's taking up a lot of time every day. So is it really worth the time? But I think the one thing that really, that, that, that I really remember that shifted my, my, my um, that made that decision was um, I watched a clip by Simon Sinek where he talks about our addiction to social media and how we fill every seconds, every three seconds and every three minute of our lives with social media. He said, when you're in a restaurant with a friend and you guys have dinner together, you know, you might have your phone on the table. You might even have notifications on. That's already really bad. I wasn't even doing that. I had my notifications off and everything and I had my phone in the pocket. But even if you're not doing that, the second the friend that you're going out with goes to the bathroom or goes to the waiter to order some more food, you pull out your phone and you check Instagram or you check your messages. And, and I noticed that I was totally doing that. Like literally every second where I would stand in a line somewhere, pull out my phone, you know, sit in the bathroom, pull out my phone. Like, I don't know, in a coffee shop waiting for my coffee to be made pull out my phone like literally every second is is filled with this device and first I thought you know it's a good thing you know I'm being productive I'm using my three minutes while I'm sitting here productively to answer a couple of messages but it's just it's killing your creativity because the way he talked about it in the video is these two minutes three minutes five minutes seven minutes where you just don't have anything to do those are the minutes where you let your mind wander you daydream a little bit, you watch someone do something weird in the restaurant, you observe some interesting fact that's, that's occurring around you in your environment. Those are the moments where you have epiphanies. Not every time, obviously, not every time you have two, three minutes, you're, you're gonna have an epiphany, but you need enough epiphany, enough kind of like these mini fragments of time to have the chance of having an epiphany. Um, or an interesting thought, a random thought, a shower thought, you know, that's why we have shower thoughts. It's just people can't have the fucking device on the shower. Not yet. I'm dreading the day where screens are going to be, be inside the door of the, of the shower and people won't even have the showers to themselves anymore. They're going to continue the Netflix show on the shower or they're going to answer some messages in the shower and people are going to celebrate as the next productivity hack because you you utilize those five minutes that you wouldn't have utilized otherwise and uh, it's going to no one initial thing that um that by the way are we um is the sound good because sometimes yeah. the video jumps yeah no i don't know why it did that okay but the sound yeah. is good you hear yeah, me? yeah the sound is good yeah okay um and and so that was one thing that sparked it and then the 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 second thing that was really big impact was um i unfollowed everyone on instagram at random moment we were sitting there and I was like, what if I unfollow everyone on Instagram? And so I did it. And um, 
that was really helpful to kind of solidify this idea of like how you do, how about not spending you know every free minute on instagram or whatever because suddenly you can't like there's just nothing going on on instagram unless you post something you you just can't see anything you can't scroll there are no stories and um it's actually very interesting to notice because in the first couple of weeks where I had that, I noticed myself opening the Instagram app and kind of like reloading my feed and there's nothing there, but it's just this muscle memory of like, because I never had an attention if I, uh, an attention if I would have like thought about like, all right, I want to open the Instagram app so I can see, I would have realized there's no point because there's nothing there. So we're, we are addictive. It's a fucking muscle memory. Like we don't even realize consciously all the moments where we pull out our phone, we open the Instagram app, we scroll and scroll, and then five minutes, 10 minutes are gone. And we're like, oh, okay, shit, I scrolled. Let me close Instagram. But the process of getting there onto the feed and starting scrolling, it's completely automatic. Yeah, There's absolutely no decision happening there. Um, uh, it, it's absolutely true, and 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 it's funny because I, one of the things that you know I've I've struggled with in in Germany is getting a good data plan on myself. Right. So I have to be very mindful right. on when I use data on you know on my phone. So usually I get a, a data allowance that lasts about a week and a half right. or two. And then the rest of the month, I don't have data while I'm out in the streets, right? right. And um, usually, when I'm, you know, commuting somewhere, going on the on the U-Bahn to, you know, to the co-working space or going to meet yeah. someone, that's the time when I pull out my phone and I'm like, hmm, yeah, yeah, what's happening yeah, yeah, yeah. on on Instagram? What's happening on this? And yeah, because I don't have that um, consistently, I have. Uh, I have one game on my phone, which is a puzzle game. Uh huh. It's a crossword puzzle. Uh huh. And and that's basically what I do. I do the crossword puzzle, and then I pay attention to what's happening around me. And right. it's become like this thing where like I am more able to self control during the times where I can access social media and not yeah. have to not have that that need to check because yeah. I've, i have occupied my time with other you know those those free minutes that you talk about yeah with other activities and kind of like yeah. develop a new muscle memory i think it's like one of the best things that happened for me in the past year is like having that ability and also while traveling in, yeah. in a lot of cities i don't necessarily get a um, a sim card the data yeah. plan like, yeah like I think forced restrictions are the best way yeah. to do it. Like when I unfollowed everyone on Instagram, fucking smart asses told me, if you want to spend less time on Instagram, just spend less time on Instagram. Just don't open the Instagram app. Just use yeah. discipline. And it's like, it's your set and done. You, 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 you idiot don't understand um, addictions. It's like telling an alcoholic, like just, get all the alcohol in your house just don't drink the alcohol you know just 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 exercise discipline like don't get rid of all your wine and your all your bottles like just keep them but just exercise discipline it's just not how it works yeah and so yeah i think that like that's actually something that i'm, that I'm dealing with right now because You're my phone got stolen huh 
yeah drinking um, a lot <laughs> you see all those bottles in the background dude <laughs> fucking downing that girlfriend is gone i don't have anyone Whew. starts early in the day um no but because it, my phone got stolen um in mexico and i didn't have a phone for two months so it was very easy to just not be on social media because i didn't have a phone um now i have a phone again and not only do i have a phone i also have a an internet plan that gives me constant access and constant data all the time and when we were traveling i i i made a point out of not getting that card because i only wanted to have wi-fi when we're at a coffee shop or something and i don't have mobile data now that's a yeah. problem sometimes because you want to you know look at google maps or order uber that's what i have my girlfriend for right so that's how i could um, make it work my girlfriend yeah. would call the uber and i just had wi-fi and coffee shops and now i don't and now it's much harder again to be like shit how do i figure out how how i don't fall back into these old patterns and constantly check and constantly connected just because i am um yes yeah, well tough. i think i think i can kind of sh you know shine a light on that a little bit yeah. because i i've kind of experienced the same and but i've noticed that it's all about what you tell yourself and i kind of learned this from our mutual friend um lila Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's what we tell ourselves that determines how we act upon certain situations, right? So if you tell yourself, well, now I have this data plan that gives me consistent access to the interweb, right? <laughs> um, the and I, and amazing. I, and I can, and I can, I can check the Facebook and, and the Instagram and, yeah. and, and TikTok and all that stuff, right? Um, then you're telling yourself that it's okay to consistently be on it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you get the plan, okay, but you don't tell yourself that now you have all these abilities, nothing's going to change. Okay. And I experienced this myself because when I was in Turkey, mm -hmm. I got a, a, a SIM card. The reason why I got the SIM card is because not in every coffee shop that I went, I had reliable internet. Right. So yeah. I needed to make sure that if I needed to hop on, on the hotspot, I was able to. But yeah. I didn't I didn't say, oh, now I can like, you know, put stories everywhere I go and and do all this stuff and put more content out. And right. I I didn't think of it that way. I thought on the on the sense, okay. Well, now I have the ability to, you know, aid myself in, in the times of need. Yeah. And, and that's how I kind of, you know, took it. And, and the same processes that were happening before when I was in places where I didn't have a SIM card, it worked out. It yeah. was beneficial because like, yeah. to me, it just, it kept that discipline. And I think the thing when, when people think of those things, it's like, and, and, and when you take a decision and you say, well, I'm going to do this because um, I need to cut this out of my life. And like you said, you know, I need to unfollow everyone. And, and some people say, I'm going to delete Instagram um, yeah. altogether. I wish I'd try myself. It doesn't work. Um, right. It creates a you know, high level of anxiety. I need the gram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Those, I need my uh, fix. Withdrawal symptoms, Jay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... 
But for me, what, what works is timers. Hmm. I set timers on the apps. So I, oh, know, I, I know how much time I need to kind of get that satisfaction, um, that, that mm. chemical satisfaction that comes from it. Um, so, and I've always been really good at following certain, you know, alarms and timelines and, and okay, well, this is, you know, to be done for this amount of time, then I'm going to do it for this amount of time. Um, I can't so if you reach your limit, I, uh, what's your limit? What's your limit on Instagram right now? So my limit on Instagram is a 30 minute daily. So what happens if you reach your limit and it's 2 PM? I have a problem. Like, uh, it doesn't necessarily happen often. Like, I think the days where I have a little bit more problem and I might hit the, um, you know, get more yeah. time, give me 15 more minutes is if I post yeah. something on Instagram and I'm actually actively responding to others. Or if I, I am having a communication through Instagram with someone that's of value to me, um, yeah. whether it was for my business, for the podcast, um, if it's something that I need to pay attention to, then yes, I might you know, hit the, uh, you know, yeah. get some extra time. But other than that, if it's to scroll and like pictures, I don't. Um, the one where I'm having a little bit more issue right now is with TikTok because like I've been doing some market research for my business and stuff like that through TikTok. And that app has too many fun things on it. And, and oh, yeah. you and I both understand how much we love goofiness and there uh -huh. is a ton of it in it. So yeah it's uh um i read it i actually saw a very interesting talk yesterday i think and i think it's very accurately describing what the problem is um and it went viral obviously and it was this girl uh who who posted a tiktok and it had this like text on top and it said that moment when you I think she was trying to figure out how to use a certain filter or how to use a certain thing on TikTok. Yeah. And she was like that moment when you want to figure out how to use that filter on TikTok. And so you go on YouTube to watch a tutorial, but TikTok fucked so much with your attention span that you cannot bring yourself to watch a four minute tutorial on how to do that. So you just go back to TikTok because that's the only thing that will satisfy your, yeah. your bodily yeah. needs. I think uh, I think there's something like there's something completely wrong and something completely right about it. Um, I, t I still can't put my um, my uh, like I saw this one from this guy that talked about reminded me of you because he talked he, he had one of those uh, that I call you know, shower thoughts just like mm -hmm. your shower thoughts are weird as fuck. So I I, I had this I, I watched this TikTok and he said like is it gay? If, if you as a guy or a girl from the future come back and give yourself a blowjob or eat you out. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, brilliant thought. You know, so, and then he goes into like, it's like, cause I mean, it's you, but it's, you know, you right. doing it to yourself and it's the same sex. So it's a gay, 
I mean, and then he ends the, the video by saying, well, you know, I don't have a problem. I leave this out to you guys because, well, I'm bi, so I'm, I'm going to eat away. So. <laughs> it was funny. like, it was like so funny. And I, and then I found, found myself literally getting more time on TikTok because I was just going through a whole thing of his content. Yeah. Right. And it was hilarious. And it was like, you know, it gave me like a full hour and a half of comedy of time wasted. Yeah. Um, because honestly, you know, even though Steve Jobs says that, you know, if you were having fun, it's not really time wasted, but it yeah. is. Uh, and I'm kind of glad that I was sick. Yeah. Still and kind of like in the recovery process of like, yeah. so I was like in bed and I wasn't feeling, but it was still like, yeah. I, I, for the first time, I found myself multiple, because I only give myself 15 minutes a day of TikTok. Mm. I am hardcore on that because if, if I, I feel like if I give myself, and it was proved the other day on this, because if I give myself more than 30 minutes, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. a rabbit hole. And, um, and it was true because I kept giving myself more 15 minutes and more 15 minutes to the point where I was like, ignore time limit for the day. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just like, it's a hole. Like it's, it's literally like, yeah. Once you're in there, you, it's the, the further you in, the harder it is to get out. And, and that kind of brings me to, to the point is this detrimental to our mental stability? How does this kind of addiction truly affect us in the long run? Like, because we know how alcoholism can affect people. We know how drugs can affect people, you know, both right. from us, you know, physical health and mental health. Um, right. And, and, and now I'm thinking like, you know, we have all these young people who don't, doesn't, don't necessarily have to have this time commitments to things and like restrict themselves from, because, you know, they're teenagers, they're, they're still going through school and, right. um, you know, some of them like, um, um, you know, the, 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 the few that we know who are like doing amazing things and already building businesses and doing um, things like this are, you know, the exception and they might see themselves a little bit different, but the ones that are just living your regular teenage life, how does this addiction that is developing at such early age, right. Translates to, you know, when, you know, real life really hits and, you know, now you have, you're responsible for yourself and, and everything that you do. Like, yeah. Like I saw I mean, a very honest TikTok about this, you know, from this kid, I might've been like, she might have been 13, 14. She's crying because she's trying to put out what she calls good content and 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 stuff on, on TikTok being funny, but then she's like, it's only the girls checking their butts that are getting the the and she's like, how do I she's crying because she's not getting the likes that she wants. And I'm like, there's two problems here. You know, it's the you know, the addiction to the likes and the attention and yeah. the addiction to the content that's on on the app yeah thoughts <laughs> i mean one we don't know we'll see how it plays out but i think i mean i don't yeah it's again i mean one thing you can't go back on it you can't be like we'll all delete tiktok and it's forbidden now and we'll just go back a step before social media and we'll uninvent it right like that's not going to happen so but I think, I think there needs to be some kind of thing 
that will help us deal with it better, right? Like there needs to be an equivalent of Alcoholics Anonymous for social media. And there needs to be more education about what are the long-term, like if you buy cigarettes in Germany, there needs to be pictures on it of lung cancer and of tongue cancer and like pictures of, you know, this is what could happen and like more education around, all right, like you are a free human being. You can use social media however you want, but you also need to know if you decide to do this six hours a day or chain smoke, the equivalent of chain smoking or whatever, there will be consequences to your health and they might look like this. Are you still willing to make the sacrifice? And some people still smoke, right? They're like, fuck it. Like I enjoy it so much or I'm addicted so much that I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I might get lung cancer, but I'm still doing it. And, but it also really helped like the education around smoking. Um, it definitely reduced the numbers. And I think that will need to happen on social media too. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, it, I th the problem is our, our, our biology will not change fast enough to adapt to, to this new environment. Yeah. Right. We can't, we can't wait until genetics catch up and we are now perfectly equipped to deal with this. So we need to find other systems to rein this in. And, and actually <laughs> that, that was one of the showers of thought that I posted last week is the idea that we turn off all internet on Sundays. And the idea is basically inspired by, by the fact that we already do that in Germany with, with shopping. Yeah. Your shops are not allowed to be open on Sundays. And it has a religious background because Sunday is the holy day. And it was the day that God rested after creating the earth and the sky and the animals and everything. Day seven was resting for him. And so basically the argument was if God rested on the seventh day, like who the fuck do you think you are that you think you can work? So you're going to rest. And so it's called a... Uh, uh, I forgot the, I, I don't know, Ruhetag. I don't know the yeah. English English it's, word. It's funny because like there are towns in, in the US that follow this type of, um, um, uh, for religious purposes as well. Um, yeah. Times, like if you go to Paramus, New Jersey, um, on Sunday to the mall, it's closed. Yeah. And, and it's like one of those few places where um, everything is, you know, shut down, like, yeah. And yeah, like and it's it, by law. Like, yeah, exactly. There are some exceptions, like a, a gas station is open and a pharmacy is open and hospitals are open, obviously. But if you have, have a random sh store, you are literally not allowed to open your shop on Sunday, um, yeah. even if you want to. Even if you say, I'm a free human being and I decide I want to work on Sundays to make some extra cash, I own this store. It's like, no, law says you can't. Yeah, And so I'm, I put this idea out there, what if you, we do the same thing with internet and we just shut it down on Sundays? And some people were like, this is kind of cool. And some people were like, you're fucking crazy. This is impossible. You're, you're impacting people's free decision. And I agree, it's very problematic who makes that decision. But I think we are, um, 
that's actually something that I've been like really shifting my mind on to make a little detour here, which is religion, especially after reading lab and listening to Jordan Peterson, they kind of converge on that idea. And it's the fact that we are, we are miss, we are, we don't get religion. And so I'm not a religious person. I was, I was, uh, I had a baptism. Actually, just yesterday, I put in my paper to exit out of the church. So I don't have to pay the money. Um, Smart idea, bro. Yeah. Um, but I think that's not the point of religion. Religion should not be judged on the basis of whether it's true or not on a, in a literal sense, but it should be judged whether it is helpful for survival for the people who believe in it. So whether there's a God in the sky, doesn't matter. Whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. That's not the point. If you say, because Christianity thinks there's a man sitting in the sky up there who sees everything and there's no scientific like proof for that and therefore Christianity is wrong and therefore religion is stupid, you're not getting the point. The, the reason why religions existed and survived is because, not because the religion survived, but the people who believed in the religion survived. So there's some selection bias happening where if you had a certain religion, you had a higher chance of surviving compared to other people having no religion or different religion. And so religion, for example, they, almost all religions um, force you to do, to do some kind of fasting. Almost all religions force you to get together in the community in some sense, in some, some ways on certain holidays. Almost all religions restrict certain kinds of, of, um, of bad substances, whether that's alcohol or meat that gets easily spoiled. Um, and so this, this Sunday thing, it doesn't matter whether it's true that God created the earth and on the seventh day he rested, and therefore that's what we should do it. And now we don't have any scientific proof, so therefore it's outdated. It's the point that it's useful for humans to not work on Sundays because, because it will prevent them from what we now call burnout. If you just set that strict rule of no work on Sunday by law, no, none of it, people will be much healthier and much more likely to survive than people who don't have that belief and will work on Sundays. And so... <clears throat> And so if you need the story of saying, if you work on Sundays, there will be a lightning bolt coming down from the sky to, to you know, kill you right there. And then if you work on Sundays to make them actually do it, then that's just the narrative that supports that behavior. It's just needed to make people actually do it. Because if you just say like, don't work on Sunday and they're like, why? It's like, I don't know, just do it. And they're like, no, thank you. But if you say, well, if you do it, you get struck by lightning. They're like, oh, shit. Okay, I'll do it. You know? Yeah. I, um, when I saw your post, I battled internally Yeah. to answer and not answer. Because, I, you know, there's a lot that I agree with and a lot that I disagree with. Um, right. 
I'm not saying it's ever going to happen. It's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, no. I mean, well, I mean, you never know. Think for right. you might make shit happen. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, like I, I, you know, like I posted on LinkedIn on my latest post, like the impossible happens every day. Just have to believe it enough. There you go. Happens. So, um, I don't think. Um, I, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't know that you know, no social media no internet for you know for Sundays it's a it's a good idea and, and and I play kind of devil's advocate here because one of the things that we know from a societal standpoint is that when we tell someone not to do something they want to do it even more the moment we make things illegal they're like a you know like a turn on to most people you know um, if you look at the countries with like the most restrictions on on, on drugs, they have some of the highest levels of consumption, like, like America, for example. Like, you know, pretty much every yeah. drug is, is legal in America. Yeah. And, and, you know, people, there's, there's a, a whole industry of trafficking and, and contraband around that. That is um, basically, that, that exists only and solely because it's illegal. Yeah. Um, for sure like it was it was fascinating Colorado right now has some of the highest uh, numbers and in income and taxes um, um, from the legalization of marijuana yet the consumption levels has gone down right because it loses its appeal right right so I don't know if like forbidding the internet um, could be something because then like yeah someone is well, gonna figure yeah. out a way one difference is obviously we're not forbidding the internet we're forbidding the internet on one day right? yeah no, exactly but someone's gonna figure out a way it's like you know a vpn exists but the same thing doesn't happen with shops in germany right well if, if your reasoning would be true then there would be people opening all around the the, the but there's city. a like but there's a you know certain differences in like, um, you know, what, why there is something like workaholism, you know, someone that, you know, works and works and works and works. Yeah. Um, it's not like the addiction that kind of comes from the internet and from being connected to others, you know, around the world and, and all that stuff. Right. And I think that's where, where like the difference lies. It's not going to be the same kind of reaction because not every action has the equal reaction to, you know, right. every, every action is going to have a reaction, but that reaction is not always going to be the same. So, um, no, I agree. I mean, it, it is what it, it is what it is. A shower thought. It's yeah, not exactly. a, it's a, it's it's a, not a politically thought. thought through, um, proposition i truly really enjoyed you know the back and forth with some people uh that he had and uh <laughs> because it, it you know i was like i'm, I'm here for the comments <laughs> yeah damn that, that post had a so lot I, of comments yeah i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get my popcorn and like just scroll scroll yeah. through the uh yeah. through the comments and that but but yeah no it's it, it's very interesting because i think that um that's another thing we kind of create this this um this thing with social media where we are by curiously living someone else's life or through right. someone else's life. And I think that's right. 
kind of fun, but at the same time, there's might be a little bit of a, um, like when we talk about, about loneliness. Right. Um, we, we build this community aspect of, of things, right? And, uh, and, and, and almost like by default, we are community driven as human beings. And I spoke with this on, on season one with, um, with Jill Richardson. Jillian Richardson, um, uh, she, she wrote her book um, on Lonely Planet and, and it's great. And, mm-hmm. and we, we kind of touched on this in this topic because when we build, um, when we build community, we've, we feel like we belong, right? And we right. kind of want to do the same on social media. And this is why groups are created and why, um, and why people stay connected and follow others. But right. what happens when you can't do the same in real life? And, and then you become part of this online community, right? And you are right. so embedded into, and then the move, you know, like we say, okay, oh, we took connections to real life, right? Hmm. What happens when you're the one that can't go? Right. And now you feel excluded. And, and this is why I think while we are more connected than ever, we are lonelier than ever before. And I think yeah. that's one of the things is because we still feel, and this is why most, like I've seen it um, um, with many people on YouTube and, and on Instagram that has said, I need to get back to me and to yeah. my real life because I am so embedded into this. And I kind of wonder if this was something that, um, that you might have felt where like, okay, well, I need to like focus on yeah. what's around me yeah. for sure and not focus so much on what's happening online. I know that when we were online, we had, a, I mean, when we were in New York, we had a good balance of both because you were heavily connected online at the time but also we built a big network, a big community in New York right. to kind of balance those things. And uh, I don't know if you can give any advice on, you know, to people that you know, feel that they're, you know, they, they need to build something online, they need to have a community, but you know, not to forget that real life still matters. And by real um, life, I mean like, cause like your community online is real. So, um, but you know, right. actual physical presence. And, um, walking distance <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think i can get really advice because i'm still figuring that out myself like i on the one hand i really feel like being on social media it is um you you compare yourself to others and it's almost impossible to not do that like you know gary v talks about stop comparing yourselves to others it's like a nice thing and certainly there are degrees to it but i don't think you can ever really stop because it is it is genetically like built into us like we used to live in tribes of 100 150 people and 
being able to accurately compare yourself to other members of the tribe was a very important and useful skill because you know where you stand in the hierarchy. You know who's above you and who's below you. You know what you can allow yourself to do, who you can fuck with, who you cannot fuck with. You know who's the leader and who's second in, in, in rank. You kind of understand like the pecking order and that's really important if you live in a tribe like that. But we don't live in these tribes anymore, right? We now are a global connected community, but we still have this, this biological uh, coding in us to look around and see where we rank. Um, and, um, and I think that's a, that's a problem because it will, it, it, you, you're not getting the benefit anymore that you used to get when you're in a tribe, because now you're just comparing yeah. yourself to the whole global community and you'll just always be like, Oh shit, there's someone else doing something better than I am. So, and I do, I, th I think it like social media disconnects us from ourselves in some sense, especially if you're like, if you're falling into the addiction, like if you are very intentional and you're restricting your social media access to certain hours or certain days and to certain actions on social media. But if it's just this, this um, impulsive, going for this drip of highlights and and action that you need um i do think it disconnects us from ourselves and i notice it especially um i mean i've been now i have my phone back for about three weeks and i actually decided to follow people again on instagram because i want to stay in touch with them i don't want to like I, I build a network. I, I met people. I have friends and I want to stay in contact with them. And unfortunately, they are all over the world and I, I can't just meet them every day, but I want to stay in touch with them. So I follow people again, just so I can sometimes check in and see who's there and what they're up to and send maybe a message or something. Um, but, and, and one thing that I really hate about Instagram is actually I thought I'm very smart by muting people. So I decided to follow people and then mute their content. You can mute their content so it doesn't show their stories or their posts on their feed. So my feed is still very clean. It's only like five, five accounts that I actually follow where I see the content of. Most of them created by me, some book accounts. Um, <laughs> and, and, but, but the, the, <laughs> that's right. But the stories, the stories, they still show up but just opaque like they're just grayed out to kind of show you like we're not there but we're still there and so i'm like no now i still click on you guys <laughs> i want them to be completely gone but i still see the people there it's just kind of like opaque a little bit but the feed post it works perfectly like they literally don't show up on my feed not in this great opaque version um so that's, that's still one thing that I'm trying to figure out. Um, Instagram, please fucking change that. Um, but you know, that's oh, another wow. point. Like these, these platforms, like they don't have necessarily our best, our, our interest in their interests or best self. They, they don't want the best for us. But, I mean, want... we've all seen, we've all seen Mark talk of Congress, right? So yeah, we know yeah. that we know that yeah. he does not give a fuck about someone yeah. else's best interests. Yeah. Like, um, um 
that could be that. another way how we solve the social media thing if the people who Zuckerberg? use it no the people who <laughs> use it are also the the people who who um who kind of govern it right because right now we have the emperor mark zuckerberg decide how instagram and facebook work and the algorithm and how it looks and and everything and we're the users but if we would have a democracy we, we could have a vote on like do we want the like button you know do we oh, want i actually think that that is so uh, uh just a little bit off topic one of the greatest things uh that instagram's done is getting rid of the like count yeah i think that's uh and 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 eventually we're gonna see a little bit of um and i think tiktok should do the same um because I mean, I, I remember at the beginning when I first started with Instagram, I, I focused a lot yeah. on, on my likes and stuff. And then when the algorithm changed, I had a little bit of an existential crisis. Yeah. But, um, and I think it was like, I, and I want to circle back a little bit on when you talked about comparison. Because from a young age, I've always been really good at not comparing myself yeah. to others. Like I saw the toxicity within, uh, right away um as a kid i was like always very unique very myself i didn't give a fuck whether i had you know a lot of friends or if i was part of the cool people or the not cool people i just made friends with whoever wanted to be a friend so yeah uh, and i didn't see like oh well my friends had this or that or like i i always remember it's like oh no but i want to get this because someone else has it like i never had that same Mm. um uh, you know thought process i was always like okay with what i got and what i was doing because it was me and yeah, right. and then when i when instagram came about and and i started like posting my photos and like doing so i i got um uh, i grew quite fast because I, yeah. I i joined instagram maybe about a year um or less than a year before the algorithm changed got it and I went from zero to where I am today, basically yeah, in about five thousand or something. Yeah, in about um, those 10, 11 months before the yeah. algorithm changed. Yeah, organic. Organic. Yeah, and like I would have like five thousand followers, and my photos would get two thousand likes. Wow. Then everything changed, and right. my photos started getting less and less, and like to the point where like. Uh, the less I posted, the more Instagram like blacklisted me and and all that stuff. And I kind of like, I was I was just like, oh my god, but if my content is so good as this one, how come it doesn't show on these people? Like I was like, I I found myself comparing, right. and and it made me realize again the the toxicity behind it. And 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 now that I don't see who you know how many likes the photos got, like it, because even before, like I would yeah. go through the analytics and be like, oh. Because you can still do that. You can still see the right. analytics, see how many likes the actual photo got and all that stuff. But I, I can still see it on my app. Are there likes? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think they're rolling it out. They're probably, probably testing it right now. Yeah. Like I, you know, I'm pretty good with like not, you know, now it says, uh, for example, in this post, says sack page and others liked. Um, no, for me, okay. it still says the number. Okay. So for me, it's like, it's been kind of great that I don't yeah. have to see that because before, even before when I will see, okay, so 60 people like my photo, 
And then I will go into the analytics and see, okay, so if there's 60 people, what's the measurement? What's the, uh, what's the data yeah. behind it? Like how many people did yeah. you reach? How many there people... is, there so is now, a... now I don't find myself doing those things. So yeah, I think it's going to make things happier, uh, healthier. Um, yeah. There's, there's a dynamic that it's called Campbell's law. Um, and it's basically I, the idea that whatever measure metric you award people will find a way to game the system and yeah. the, the very classic example that, uh, that shows this problem with C campbell's law in india they had a problem with snakes um there were a lot of snakes and so what the government decided to do was to award killed snakes so if you kill a snake and you bring it in you get a reward so that people kill more snakes so they solve the snake problem. The thing that happened though, is people started breeding snakes so they could kill them and get the reward. So Savage. the exact opposite of what they wanted to do, less snakes, they got more snakes because people fucking started breeding those, those things. And so that happens every time you try to reward one specific metric. And so on Instagram right now, that's likes and followers. They're very prominent on the profile. And whenever you have that, people game the system and just trying to, instead of what you would naturally want to do, which is post the best content you can post that is most authentic to yourself, you just post content that you think will get the most likes. And there's a difference. Like yeah. we all know when like there's something we want to say or a certain picture we like, but we're like, no, this will not get the likes because it just doesn't, you know, and so we end up posting this other photo which we're not kind of a fan of, but we kind of know that we'll get more likes just because it's structured in a certain way. It's more catchy or something. Yeah. And so we end up posting that. And so that's, I think, if you just remove those, those metrics, you might get back to you know, people actually really posting what they want to do and not to game the system and collect likes or followers. Yeah, I go back to what that girl was saying on on uh, on TikTok, you know, she's like, I'm, I'm I'm going for the content that I think is, you know, best for, yeah. you know, for for my followers and stuff. But you know, yeah. I'm still competing with the shirtless boys and the uh, girls shaking their booties. Yeah, and yeah. which I still think like parents get behind this. Mm -hmm. stuff. Like I, you know, so I see another fourteen-year-old girl inappropriately shaking her butt and on TikTok it's 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 too disturbing like it's like i mean i don't have any kids but my kids i, I don't know this is why I've well just a like couple I, hundred years ago they used to get married off at that age and they still do it a lot of in a lot of countries i know and i you know i don't know how um how i will be as a parent because like it freaks me out like it, it's just upsetting like I, I mean i remember when my goddaughter was uh, around mm -hmm. that age and i was like like i seen her like she lives in Miami, so you know, super hot there. So like, I will see her go to school in like the tiniest little office, and I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not gonna, like, like, not in my house. Like, if, if she was in my house, she would not leave. Like, she would leave in a winter coat, <laughs> right? Because like, yeah. I think it's like, you know, we we live in a sexualized um, society, like heavily sexualized society, and uh, I think we, you know the platform uh, TikTok allows these kids to do all this, you know, way too liberal. And that comes from like one of the most liberal persons I know, which is myself, but uh, 
way too liberal with like what they allow content to be on because like um i think i think it should be within the guidelines that someone you know under age shouldn't be putting themselves at risk because it's not something about not expressing yourself you know humanly and 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 comfortably with who you are but it's also the risk that you put yourself under um because right. you know, sadly there it's a world where you know you posted that you share that post of that lady that yeah it, that, that that took an effect on right her health i was like literally depressed for like two days after i saw that um yeah um it's one of the most fascinating things i've read one of the most like disturbing things i've ever read and it kind of like got me thinking like you know yeah the children are putting themselves at risk and, and young people just so people know the context the article was about oh, yeah. uh, a woman pretending to be a 13 year old girl a 14 year old girl on 11 instagram oh 11 year old 11 year old girl on instagram and posting fake photos of an actual 11 year old and just seeing what would happen and within like minutes she got like 10 dms or something from creeps who wanted to be her boyfriend and wanted her to send photos over and who sent her dick pics and yeah like and just by just by posting yeah creating a new account and she posted like hashtags like uh girls night or something like that or pajama party or you know hashtags that actual girls would use and these pedophiles would just search these hashtags find the girls and message them and be like hey i want to be a boyfriend have you ever had a boyfriend or yeah But I, I think like the good thing about what she does and what she did is like she not only did it to see what happens, they did it to catch people, and yeah. they've reprimanded a bunch of people uh, online yeah. and and help authorities catch these people, which yeah. I think is important. But I think like we still need to pay attention to, to the underlying and risk. And this is where kind of like what you said about you know the users need to be the one that, um, kind of like determine how the platform is used. Yeah. Um, I think like we need to have a little bit of input to where okay, you know, why do we allow our children to because we we can't prevent them from being on social. You know, it's yeah. not like um you can do this. Like I saw this like kid that's a really good dancer on TikTok, he might be like 10 or 11, and it was fascinating because every time he's on the video, he wears a mask. So that kind of like prompted me to go through his feed. And see mm -hmm. why he has a mask, and he explains that it's the only way his mom allows him to be on the platform because he's oh, not putting his face on, yeah. you know, in public. Yeah. And he just likes dancing and being goofy yeah. on the platform, so he enjoys doing that. So, um, and it's yeah, like really wholesome content, but it's uh, it's like a way where like, you know, there are limits. You know, like okay, well, that might be a little bit extreme, but also you know, protecting our children is important. Yeah, I think uh, I think people are smarter, are really smart, and I think there will be some kind of movement that will tackle that. That I think we see it with a lot of things. You know, we always say that we are um, that humans are just trying to be comfortable and just go for the easiest route. But you know, like when it comes to environment stuff, like. You know, there are, you know, movements that are about, you know, don't use plastic straws, use reusable cups, you know, that are just advocating like behaviors that are more beneficial for the whole, even though for the individual, 
it's a little more annoying. Like you need to buy a reusable cup and you need to bring a re reusable cup every time. For the individual, it's more annoying, but for the for the group, it's beneficial. And so we we still created movements and systems to 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 elevate that beneficial behavior and. And I think, or with workout, you know, there's now a big movement about like meditation and, and mental health that like didn't exist like that before. And same thing, like it's very annoying and, and hassle to like meditate and do all these things, but it's just, and I think the same thing will happen with social media where there will be a movement that will be like, that might be the Sunday thing, you know, it, it's not a government thing, but there will be, will, will be a group or something that's like no Sunday internets. And then it's going to be a massive movement and suddenly it's trending and suddenly people are hyped to join that movement to do no internet on Sunday. It's probably not going to be that, but you know, some equivalent of that where it's just instead of from top down and government will be like, we'll force you to do it. There will be some group who starts something and be like, Hey, let's, you know, do this uh no but tiktok or something and then it becomes this momentum and gets this support and suddenly it's this massive movement that if you wiggle your butt on tiktok like that movement will get after you it will probably yeah. not that hopefully not that um but you know so i think people are smart and will find like some kind of bottom-up solution for reining in those uh those uh new inventions that we haven't figured out to to harvest. I like the positive attitude that you take towards this. Yeah. Um, I want to add two additional things um, that were just random to make in the discussion. I think they're, um, they're interesting. One is uh, we all know when we use too much social media, like I think our conscience is a pretty good thing. And we all know that moment when we like, we are scrolling and doing our thing on TikTok and Instagram. And afterwards we we're done and we just feel shitty about ourselves. And we're like, fuck, I wasted my time. I'm a piece of shit. This is horrible. And we should listen to that voice. Like that voice is the, is ourself is, is us telling ourselves that we did something that we don't want to do. And we should listen to that. And sometimes there are moments where we are scrolling and we feel happy about it, you know, and we, we put it away after, after some time and we're like this was great like i had fun i enjoyed myself i learned maybe a random fact too maybe i met a new person and this was worthwhile you know and so just just listening to that voice i think is very important and then the other thing that i definitely noticed myself and that is why i want to restrict social media is because i notice i'm turning a little bit into a zombie if i do it too much in the sense that when I didn't have a phone, when I didn't have Instagram, I was very much connected to my internal curiosity and my internal motivation. So I was very good at just being like, right now I want to, you know, program this thing. Or right now I really feel like I want to go on a walk. And I'll be pumped about going on a walk. Or right now, it feels like what I really want to do is grab a coffee somewhere in a coffee shop. Like you're very connected to what you really want to do right now. Like what sounds amazing, you know? And if I spend too much time on social media, like 
I get disconnected from that feeling and I sit there and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do right now. Like nothing sounds good suddenly. I'm like, I could read a book. I'm like, no, I don't really want to read a book. I'm like, could watch a movie. I'm like, nah, don't really want to watch a movie. You know, like nothing suddenly sounds good anymore. It's like very hard to like connect to this like internal, like what do I as Finn, the human want to do instead of like what other people want me to do or what sounds good or what you should do. Um, I get disconnected from that if I'm scrolling too much mindlessly. Do you, um, do you feel like um, maybe the content that you see by comparison doesn't feel as good as what you think you want to do? I don't know what it is. I, I don't think it's it's necessarily that. Because um, I, go, I go deep into like the psychological aspect of it. Like maybe like if the content that you're looking at is a bunch of people like traveling the world and you know, having all this fun and all this stuff. And then you'd be like, oh, maybe I watched a movie, but it doesn't feel as good as what you yeah, saw before. Yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I really notice, and that's to me the most annoying part, because that happens. Like, you can be on, on Instagram scrolling 30 minutes and you wasted 30 minutes. Okay, you put it away and then you have the rest of the day. But the real problem is that then you suddenly don't know what you want to do with your day anymore. I'm like shit like the only thing that really seems good is to just go back and keep scrolling that's the only thing that will satisfy this like thing that that you that 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 your body right now needs and that's why i really want to not use social media first thing in the morning because i want to just start my day yeah. and be completely like in zen mode no input and and then just be like what sounds like a great thing to do today you know and that might be like actually working you know like actually like shit i actually want to rebrand my thing right now i actually want to update my linkedin profile right now i actually want to record this video about this topic that popped into mind that i'm like really passionate about right now you know and uh, it's just a much more fun way for me to live my life that way and I think that is to me really the biggest thing. It's like mind clutter. Like your mind is just cluttered if you're on if you spend too much time on social media. You're like everywhere, nowhere. It's like you're just overload, yeah. information overload. Mm -hmm. You know? And that no, feeling I, I is not a not a not a good feeling to me. It's not a creative feeling. It's not a yeah. Yeah, it's funny because like what I got gotten used to, and I started doing this when I went to Turkey. Um, it kind of like reminded me of like some things that you did, like like not having social media in the mornings. Like you've you've done this in the past as well. Yeah. Um, um, and I started by just listening to podcasts. So there are three podcasts that I'm, um, you know, that I that I like to listen from time to time, and like sometimes I you know I. I choose one and I just listen to it like every day. And then yeah. the other ones I, um, uh, and, and, and it's funny because one of them is uh, Masters of Scale, which is like uh, my kind of like business right. driven podcast. And then I have a podcast about comic books and then a podcast about um, uh, photography uh, that I like. And, uh, and I link those, um, I'll, I'll mention those later. Um, but yeah, these are, um, these are things that I 
it's the kind of content that I like to consume in the morning. So I wake up at seven in the morning yeah. and, and that's the first thing I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I go to the bathroom, I get in and I, I listen to a podcast, you know, unless mm-hmm. I'm recording a podcast on, um, on the day with your boy, with your boy. and, uh, you know, that's like an early recording. So, um, I kind of just stay clear headed so that I don't, um, yeah. clutter the mind right away which is you know any content that you consume regardless of value it's going to for at least for like the immediate time that you know from when you consume it it's going to create some clutter in your brain because you're thinking actively about what you heard what you you know what you what the intake was on, on the content that you consume so yeah oh um, by the way i think another great way to uh, to control your social media consumption is to have a girlfriend or boyfriend that you actually enjoy spending time with. You mm. know, like I have a harder time right now because Anastasia is not here. And I always say that like, she's my anchor because I, I just so enjoy spending time with her, actually connecting with her and talking to her that most things just don't measure up to it. And so I'm like, I could work another hour. I could scroll on Instagram right now. But like compared to that, it's like, no, thank you. But when she's not around, I'm like, like, you know, suddenly I don't have that anymore. So it's now way harder to restrict it. And, Are you um, addicted to your girlfriend? I am. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also harder because now I chat with her in the mornings um, often. And then you're already on your phone, you know. And once you're already on your phone, it's way harder to stay away. And so if, if she's here, like, I don't need to open my phone for anything. So I just leave it in airplane mode, usually until lunch. But now one of the first things in the morning, I get it out of airplane mode to see what messages she sent me on WhatsApp. And then it's just, it's just much harder to, to not spend more time on the phone once you're already there, once you already broke the airplane mode. Most days I get myself to not do it, but it's definitely harder. So the trick here, guys, is to get a girlfriend or boyfriend that's with you and not thousands of miles away yeah, for, exactly. a, for a specific period of time. Don't because do then, that. Then, then the addiction to the social media and the phone becomes uh, comes back right away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is a good uh, point to end it. Um, there we go. I think um, I think this was very valuable conversation, and I want to thank you for being on the show finally. Thank you for Thank finally agreeing. Thank you for finally agreeing to be on. Oh, show. come on. <laughs> First time you asked me. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad that we did this. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Peace out.